Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. And I get to welcome someone here. I'm going to welcome Ed up, Ed Deeth. We're continuing the, the series. Yeah, let's give him a cheer. We're con- yeah, you're welcome, Ed. Uh, we're continuing the series, uh, the mixtape series, and I want you just to listen to Ed today. This is a man of faith. Uh, if you're around Thank him, you just even, that. yeah, in a, within a minute, you get built up. He is a man of faith. He loves God, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do through him here today. And I heard that you're, you're going to perform maybe a hip-hop or some rap. The majority of it will be the performance, yeah. Okay. We'll see how that works out. I might just cut out completely, but we'll see. There you go, Ed. It's all yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, good morning again, everyone, and uh, it's great to see you here. It's middle of summer, and I'm happy about summer. I'm happy about a lot of things right now. Actually, this week specifically, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I don't know. I don't preach har- like hardly ever, and... Uh, I feel like uh, I'm going to, I'm getting, like I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm going to get more from this message than any of you, <laughs> because, and you know, I just say that because it's like, it was just a crazy couple of weeks here, and like the Lord speaking to me, and just uh, stuff that I never, I never really thought of before, like different angles, and he just has so much for us, and I can't even express uh, in this what, what he's spoken to me, and kind of how he's rejuvenated me, but uh it's, I've got a lot of notes, which I don't normally do a lot of notes, because I'm trying to be a, a really structured human being here. Like, better, I don't, generally, I like to, you know, hear something from God in my spirit. I've kind of like, you know, we work on that, and then he just gives me the words. But uh, this is, i got good structure here. So, uh, Carlisle was a great message last week, um, getting deep, getting deep in the things of God and being anchored there. And, and honestly, that's one of the things that this came out of, and uh, even at camp, some, opportun- some opportunities to uh, pray for people at camp, and some of the amazing things we saw there, conversations and prayers uh, kind of led to, to some of this here, and um, yeah, so I, I appreciate uh, Pastors Travis and Amy for giving me this, uh, this platform here, and I just, you know, always want to honor our, our leaders and our pastors and, and the covering that, that uh, the Father has given us uh, through them. Um, just briefly want to, uh, honestly, this set list kind of, I know it's songs that we've done before, but like, I didn't tell anybody about anything I was speaking, and like a lot of them were coming alive in my spirit more than they ever have. The words were like lining up with everything that God is speaking to me this week, some of them, and um, this is altar up here is a significant place. I, sometimes we don't realize how significant it is and how powerful it is because God ordained it that way, and these these services and uh, just the way that God has set it up, we, we really have not a lot of idea of the value and the importance we feel his presence and we feel him move and do things but up here we are we're, we're we're called to praise and we're called to worship uh to see and one of the things is to see god's glory here in this place and um my hope is that uh, this will build you up through this week so that you can come back uh, next week better than you came here this week because uh we need to all be bringing something a sacrifice of praise which we definitely did this morning but God's got more for us, and he has more for us to bring and to speak to people. Um, we need to be ready when we come to church. This God-ordained assembly of God's people, the family of God gathered together to praise and worship, to experience the glory of God and all of its life-changing, life-giving power on earth and in heaven. I just want to start quickly with uh, 
a scripture that we're not going to put up because it's too long. And um, it's Ezekiel 1, 22 to 28, if you want to look it up. Oh, Lord, help me to not be too long here. This is like, I felt like I was going to be really short, but I'm already dragging here. Um, you guys got to listen to this. Like, divine, the vision of divine glory, I'm sure you've, you've read this. I think I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Christine shared it one time here last winter. I could be wrong, but it was, it could have been from Revelations that she shared. I'm not sure, but this is a picture of, of God's glory to Ezekiel, the vision. Now over the heads of the living beings, there was something like an expanse, like the awesome gleam of crystal spread out over their heads. Under the expanse, under the expanse, their wings were stretched out straight one to the other. Each one also had two wings covering the body on one side and on the other. I heard the sound of their wings, like the sound of abundant waters as they went, like the voice of the Almighty, a sound of tumult like the sound of an army camp. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings, and there came a voice from above the expanse that was over their heads. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings. Now above the expanse that was over their heads, there was something resembling a throne, like lapis lazuli in appearance, and on that which resembled a throne, high up was a figure with the appearance of a man. Then I noticed from the appearance of his loins and upward something like glowing metal that looked like fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his loins and downward, I saw something like fire. And there was a radiance around him. As the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the surrounding radiance. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. And when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard a voice speaking. The Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, we honor you this morning. We humble ourselves in your presence, Father. We want to exercise our faith this morning that you've given us, our God-given faith. Lord, we want the deep things in your life, Father. We need the deep things in your life. Father, this morning, let this be, uh, let this ignite your people, Father. Let this ignite those who hear it and those who want to run with it, Father. Let the fire start burning again. Help us live, live in the deep things of you, Father, and then get anchored there in Jesus' name. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, I had this uh, saying uh, quite a while back that I used to joke around with Carlisle about, uh, stop sinning and start winning. <laughs> it was kind of just a, a joke thing, and, uh, you know, our, kind of a joke thing, right? Like, oh, stop sinning and, and start winning. And, you know, I mean, as believers, it's like it kind of makes sense, and it rhymes or whatever, right? But um, So I, I didn't really think about it. I thought I'd start build a message off that someday or something. And... Uh, but then when I, when I was presented with this opportunity, I, I, I didn't go that way. I, you know, I went a different direction. But uh, then here, just like probably Wednesday or something, it came back around. God started piecing things together, and now it's called Stop Sinning, Start Winning Again. So sin is a problem. Um, it damages relationship with, with people, with each other, and, uh, and with God. And we know this. Um, it could be a whole message on its own getting into, like, you know, the types of sin and different things. I mean, anything that's outside of God, really, right? Some things that we don't even know. I mean, if it could be a, a habitual sin, something that you're struggling with that you keep running to instead of God, it could be um, just not reading your Bible and not feel like, well, I know the answers. They're all in the Bible and the Word. I know I can walk close with, with Jesus if I just get into the Word, and then, you, and then we just don't do it enough, right? And, uh, uh, I mean, I've been guilty of that over the years, you know, times when I'm, I'm not close and... Uh, 
Um, that's what sin does. So it's, it's there and it's a problem. So, uh, but we need, we need to want to get rid of it, right? The world sometimes just embraces it, doesn't really want to get rid of it. We know as believers, whether you think it or not, it's in your spirit. The Holy Spirit's in you and it's in there that uh, you, don't, you don't want any part of it, but we keep, we keep doing it. There's a million things it seems like on the earth that could be considered sin. Um, and we just want to stop and we want to try to try to stop and get closer to God. As, as believers, it's inside us to try not to sin, but we're living in a world right packed full, it, full of it. Um, really, you could say that, that sin is the fruit that comes from being a friend of the world. Uh, we're submerged in the world, and uh, it's, just the, it's just the fruit of it. It's a spiritual battle, and we can easily be deceived. Uh, you know, you hear people lately saying, love is love. Um, it's used wrong, and it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. God is love. So love is love, but because God is God. The same way that pride is pride, because Satan is Satan. We are easily deceived when we're walking outside of God. Love doesn't endorse pride. It never has and never will. It's a deception. We're easily deceived. I'm just going to try something kind of weird just to get you guys, kind of give you a brief feeling of something. Um, repeat after me. 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 Okay, so that's supposed to be a weird joke. Um, when, when I, um, when I uh, did that to my kids, I uh, tell you that their reactions, uh, Ryan started laughing, I think, right away. Caitlin just looked at me and like, just kept saying, repeat after me, kind of like Dallas. I think whoever else I heard there, like, just, okay, let's do this. Repeat after me, repeat after me. Anyways, that's the feeling, that brief feeling right in the start there that you got. That's the feeling of being tricked. You had, you had no idea. Like, some of you might have been thinking, oh, wait a minute, I don't even know if I want to repeat what this guy's about to say after what he just said, right? Like, I don't know, he might say something crazy, and I might not want to repeat it. But, like, so that could have been there. But generally, you're, 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 you're tricked. And uh, that's what the spirit behind the scenes with a lot of the sinful things we're seeing today wants to do to our kids, uh, to normalize a culture of sin. We're up against an enemy that wants our kids and our grandkids to feel just like that on their day of judgment. Confused, deceived by what they thought was right. Are we going to let that happen? No, we're not going to let that happen in this church, right? We, don't, we can't have our, our, our kids deceived like that and have that feeling of like, I know what's right and really it's wrong. We're, we're building a church here and God has planted a lot of people. I got to tell you, like a lot of you people that are right here um, in this place right now are, are, are the people who are going to see some amazing things, some revival in this city. It's going to happen, I promise you. There's, like, it just, I've said to Pastor Travis uh, before, you know, just when we're talking and we, you know, like this is a while back, talking about like the, the church and we're, putting, we're stretching ourselves out there. We know God's heard, the vision has been cast, but we need to continually, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to build each other up and, and, and stay in faith because this thing is going to happen and we're going to be a part of it and it's a gift. It's a gift to be a part of but we aren't going to accomplish much by trying hard in our own strength. When we got saved, it wasn't by effort. 
It was by God's gift of grace through the faith that we have in Jesus. Faith is also a gift, the Bible says. We had to use that faith to access our salvation through Christ. And that's the same faith we're going to use to overcome everything else. Hebrews uh, 11.6 says, And without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So it's impossible to please him outside of faith. We have to use our faith to access these things. So back to start, stop sinning, start winning. When I say stop sinning and start winning, you could be thinking, you know, just do it. Like, you must be saying, like, okay, I'll stop sinning and then I'll start winning, you know? But, like, have you, have you ever tried that? Like, I, I know we all have. It doesn't work. Like, ask Carla. He de- deals with a lot of sin. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I don't know. But uh, what, okay, here, like, what if, what if the key, this is just taking this at a different angle. I'm not trying to say things outside of, like, sometimes we get this box in our mind about what we understand about the Word of God, and we're not willing to go anywhere outside of that, and that's just what is what it is. But this is just a little different way of thinking about the truth. This is truth, I know, because I honestly didn't know what I was writing here, like, for the last week, and God's been writing stuff down. Like, but what if the key to the whole thing is to start winning first? What if the key to breaking every stronghold, what if the key to bringing down every mountain, what if unlocking every promise God has for your life starts not at the starting line, but knowing that God has already put you past the finish line? Amen? What, Jesus is literally... Yeah, thank you, Andrea. Well, and everyone, I mean, I know, I know your hearts, I don't, I don't know what it feels like when you're preaching and you hear a couple claps, it's like, oh, there's only one or two people that agree, but really, I know you do. Um, Jesus has, has picked us up and took us and just and put us past the finish line. It's just amazing what he's done at the cross if we're believers. So now if sin is to have any power, we're going to have to give it to it. We're going to have to be the ones to give it that power. We have to. He's not going to do it. Faith won't. Faith won't do it. We'll have to make our own kind of counterfeit faith and start believing we're sinners again. We can't use God's gift of faith for this. God's gift of faith only produces life, not death. We can't use that faith to go back and sin. We're going to have to come up with a counterfeit. We're not the one who comes up with it, by the way. Jesus doesn't call you a sinner anymore. Did you know that? He calls you a saint. When the saints come marching in, when the saints come marching in, oh, I want to be in that number. (laughs) When the saints come marching in. Uh, Yeah, I didn't want to do that, but I just... uh, when I, when I, when I, when I, um, when I saw the, that, when I, when I, that dawned on me there and I thought of that song, I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, I don't know, that song is like more than most people think it is. They, they sing it opening football games and stuff like that sometimes. Anyways, uh, so Romans 5.8, um, Hallie, Hallie will probably put that up for you there. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So this this tells us two things really quick that we just can't really deny. I don't really know how to dispute this. It tells us that he loved us before salvation. He loved us while we were sinners. So he loves the world. He loves those those people at your workplace that you think they're, they're just a disaster. He loves them. 
It also tells us that we were sinners. I'm pretty sure if you were something, if Jesus says you were something, if God says you were something, then you're not now. So we're not sinners. There's so much power in what we believe. The devil wants to tell us we're sinners just because we sometimes give the sin power and operate in it. It's, it we aren't sinners. So if we aren't sinners, who are we? So to build our faith in the right direction, let's empower the lies about ourselves. Let's hear some truth about what God says we are. So I have here uh, one thought that I had was that I wanted to talk about. We are a lot of things. Jesus says we are a lot of things. God calls us a lot of things. But we are, first, we are his. We are his possession. We're not our own. We don't get to choose. We don't have the authority to say we can choose anything about ourselves. Our body is his. He chooses. We're his possession. Deuteronomy 14, verse 2. Should come up as well. Oh, you're so good, Hallie. For you are a holy people to the Lord, your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. He has chosen you to be a people for his own possession. Also in 1 Corinthians 3.23, it says, And you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. We're made in his image. He values us above all creation. We need to get this, we need to get this down in our, in, our, in our spirit because, uh, you know, even, even talking to people at camp and praying for people, you know, it's, it's easy to see how we, you know, the, the enemy lies to us and gets us in a place where he wants us to believe that we're, that we're not important or we're not, we're not valued. But we're valued by the, by the Almighty One, God, the, the God who was and is and is to come. God created us also to bear his image. Spiritually, we are created to love how he loves and be full of joy as he is and create as he creates. Tyson had a great message here a while ago about, about that getting into, and you know, he's talked about it a few different times, and I just loved it because I, uh, I just love that, that picture of, of just knowing that we're, uh, we create as he creates. And you'll, you'll see that in your life when you're walking close to him. We're, we're made to be like that. We're, we're, like an, we're an image bearer. God's chosen us to be this. Uh, also, um, I watched a, Mark Driscoll one time had a, had a message about, about it. It was uh, for men, but it was uh, specifically, but it was, he had this picture and he had this gesture that he had that we're, like our job here on earth as ambassadors in Christ is to like take on the things of God and bring it down to earth, like bearing his image here on, on earth. Through, through Christ, and um, we, can, we can do it. God can help us do it. We're His, body, mind, and spirit. If we listen to the world, we're going to wake up in the morning ready to serve our own selfish ambitions. So this is one thing that I was thinking of here, one of the first things that I, I thought of that I wanted to say that I thought could help, because I don't see much point in me coming up here and speaking a whole bunch of truth if it's only really going to make you have a good Sunday, and then that's it, right? Like, I don't, I mean, I think we should still do it because this is ordained by God up here, and, and uh, God is working and, and moving, and we want to be obedient to him. But, I, you know, we really need to take some of this stuff. Like, some of these messages we get, 
in this church, they're, they're just gold. And like listening to them once, I've said this before, it's just not enough. And it's not like I'm going home and listening to them all a whole bunch of times. But I, I have listened to a lot of the messages a few times, and you're going to get, there's so much impact into these, these messages. When God's speaking, it's multifaceted. And we need to continue to carry these things through our week. It's not good enough just Sunday. Um, why don't we start training our minds to believe the truth that we're God's own highly valued possession, created for God's works in Christ. So, just I wanted to start something, like a morning routine for myself, that when I get up in the morning, that's the first thing I'm going to tell myself. Before I say anything else, I'm going to tell myself that I'm His possession, that I belong to Him. If you do that at the start of the day, maybe you're having trouble even like, oh, I don't have any time because I don't leave myself any time. I'm in this horrible routine of not having time, and I, so I don't pray, and I don't seek God or read his word in the morning. Well, you're going to have to start somewhere if you want to get anywhere. So I'm just trying to give you something, something simple. You can literally think and believe in your heart and speak with your mouth that you're his possession. And you want to do everything to, to his glory today and ask him to do something. And just, just, if you were to do that every day, you'd change. I guarantee it. So the second thing that I have here is, uh, this was kind of the most, one of the great things that I wanted to talk about was we are a friend of God. So we're his possession, but we're also his friend. Um, I don't know, like, I mean, you could just think nothing of that, really, I guess. Much? Like, like oh, okay, well, he chose to be our friend or whatever, and we're going we're gonna to be his friend. But, like, it is mind-blowing when you really get into it. Like, if you want to, you know, start getting into some of these things yourself, you're going to, God's going to give you a revelation, and some of the simple things in his word are going to come alive and be some of the the most extravagant things. But we are a friend of God. He calls us friend. God's plan has always been to have a close personal relationship with people. God, God called Abraham a friend of God. Uh, when he made a covenant with Abraham, he called him a friend, and he, he walked with, Abraham walked with God. He was Abram. God named him Abraham. And uh, it was, it's just like an amazing picture of the beginning of this covenant relationship to have even the new covenant, which we'll talk about in a minute. But God desires to walk with you and talk with you continually through the day, every day, no matter what you're doing. This is where we really start winning. This, is the, this, is, this can be the process for you. If other things aren't working, if just, if just trying to not sin isn't working, it only works for a couple days at a time, this is something that you can do that uh, doesn't require routine, there's absolutely nothing religious about it. You can't get, find yourself stuck in a religious mindset of doing things and then they don't have value uh, by just walking and talking with him. The Holy Spirit's already inside you. If you've, if you've believed, you're walking with him, and he's there, and he's willing to be your friend and talk to you anytime. This is what brought me to the Lord when I was a kid. I didn't have a whole bunch of, like, local church in my life. I, had a, I did have a little bit, but, man, I had amazing parents. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, I, hopefully I don't, uh, some other stuff in here I ha God wants me to do, hopefully I don't cry for that. It's kind of, when you're preparing a message, it's mostly your, uh, your nerves and, and stuff, right? I'm not a crazy, crazy emotional person, but I can, I can get there sometimes. Like, I just wasn't even going to put, talk about that, but just my, my parents and what they taught me, um, it's why I'm here. Yeah, so walking, walking with 
with the Lord, walking with Jesus is, is really amazing. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. I, um, if you hold up your end of, of your friendship, with your, your life will be so full of his life that everything will start coming together. It's more than just making it to church on Sunday. It's more than a daily devotional. Those things are fantastic. I'm not trying to knock any methods. If it, and you've got a method that works for you, like, uh, you know, then keep running with it and stay close to the Lord. Um, but if you just picture in your mind that you're already across that finish line and you're, no matter what happened, no matter what happened yesterday uh, or, or anything, you're, you're just going to pick up right where you are because that's the way he looks at it. That's the way God looks at it. And you're just going to start walking with him and just speaking with him. And you can just start speaking with him. Constant inclusion of Jesus in every aspect of every day is what we want. When we start to desire this communion with God more than we desire anything else, we can even think of, you name it, you'll be victorious over it. That's, that's where we get, that's where we'll get, is victory. Um, I don't know, I'll just, just to kind of break things up a bit, I'll share a quick little testimony of one time when I was walking really close, close with the Lord. I have actually a lot of them, I'm, and I'm definitely not special uh, that way. Like, God says he's not a respecter of persons. In other words, he's not... He doesn't take, we all have gifts, but he, he, he's willing to speak and use any one of us in any way he chooses, and all we have to do is be willing, but uh, I just thought I kind of wanted to have some kind of a story to share, so I, I want to share this amazing time that I've shared with a lot of my friends here at the church that uh, when I was walking close with God, I had to go down to Edmonton, and I had to do a welding test, and I started that trip off with, I can't go into all the details or take me a whole half an hour just to say all the details, because when God is speaking and working with you, it's way deeper than in what I can share here, but just the gist of it, just to give you an idea of how amazing things can get when you're staying close to him is, and open to hearing anything he has to say and busting out of that box that you've created about who God is. Um, driving to Edmonton, listening to some messages, God out of nowhere told me, I want to tell you something. I'm going to do something with you here today. But put it deep in my heart, like, well, first of all, he said it's going to start with doing something here that I want you to do, Pastor Travis. It was a covering. You know, I want to, he's showing me this covering, right, pastoral covering. Where we need to respect the way that God's instituted things. And I don't have to get into that part. It was just a brief little thing that I did while I was driving there that uh, um, kind of set this in motion. And then I started hearing God, like, I hadn't heard him really I mean, there was a couple other times, but it, things just started started flowing, and I was like, through. there's a lot of different parts of this uh, experience that I could share with you, but one that was uh, just kind of stood out as really neat, and it might, I share it because it'll probably stick in your mind, and then you'll, you'll you know, you will remember it, is um, I was driving, worshiping, praising, hearing him, and it was, I had to get to Edmonton that night around, maybe it was 7 o'clock in the evening or something, it was dark. I was getting close to White Court. It was quite a while back, so I didn't really know White Court at all. I didn't go to Tim Hortons or anything there, but there's a church right there by Tim Hortons. Uh, I think it's still a Pentecostal church, but uh, I didn't even know it was there, honestly, because I never, I didn't drink Tim Hortons at the time or anything, and so I had no clue, but I was driving, and God specifically placed this in my heart. It was him, not, not me. Um, that you're, When you go through White Court, you're going to go to a church, and that was that was it there's this, a church and and so then i so then i got there and i just i didn't know where the church was and so i just saw i saw the tim hortons and i thought oh i'm just going to 
I'm just going to go in there. And like, I honestly, I, don't, I didn't know that church was there. And so there's a few other things I just don't want to take forever, but some things where I had said no, and I kind of, I said no to God kind of, and I drove my vehicle over and sat somewhere, and he did some other stuff there that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, okay, then, Lord, I'll go in this church. Because first I was like, this church won't be open, right? It's like, by that time, it's like 8 o'clock, and I just, middle of the week or something. Anyways, it was. The lights were on in there, so I did go there. I went in there. There was no one in there. I went kind of up to the front because there was a couple people at the, up at the altar there, and I said is there anything going on at this church tonight? Because it didn't look like anything was going on. He said, well, there's a prayer meeting happening down the hall right now. I'm like, okay. So I said, well, maybe you think it'd be okay if I just kind of went over there? And he's like, I think so. So, I mean, I don't know what it looked like to them. If, you know, to me, it'd be a little strange if somebody who had no clue, right, comes into your church. I mean, you, you get your guard up a bit, right? Like, I know I know Carlisle would probably, I mean, Carlisle would discern spirits like you wouldn't believe, but he would get a little bit, you know, if somebody walked in here and just said, hey, I got something to say, just a random person, it seems a little sketchy, but this person, no, he's like, okay. So I walked down this little hallway, I couldn't really find it, walked down in the back, and there was like, a, there was a light on in one room there, so I looked through the little, the window and the door, and uh, yeah, there was this uh, bunch of chairs in a circle in this room, uh, full of people, there's probably, well, there's probably at least 15 people, maybe 20, and uh, they were all women, except one, and uh, I'm like, uh, I, 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 think, I, th I think this is right, I think this is so long ago, and I didn't even document any of this, but I think this is correct, I, I looked, and it was like a full room, and I'm like, um, I can't even go in there, like, I don't even know, it doesn't even look like it's kind of getting squishy, and this is crazy, right, like, I, I, how can I be around that many women even on any time, right, like, it's like, what the heck? But anyways, so uh, then I, I looked again, and there was an empty chair back there. There was one empty chair right in the middle of all of them, one single empty chair. And I'm like, oh. So I'm like, all right. Like, God kept giving me these little things, right, to spark me and, you know, keep me going, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going in there. So I opened the door. I walked in there. They all had their heads down. There was one, one man in there. He ended up being the pastor. I sat down in the empty seat. And, like, these people, like, were committed to praying, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I know we would if we, we, like, we are, right? The men's prayer sometimes gets amazing. It's first thing in the morning. People got to go to work, so we can't go forever. But I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there to the point I was, like, like, I might have to get up and leave because, like, I got to get to Edmonton tonight. And, like, I don't know how long I sat there, and they prayed. They were praying. Nobody said anything to me. I asked the Lord, should I pray anything? He said, No. So I just sat there and listened for, I'm guessing it was like at least a half an hour. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was more like 40 minutes but, uh, or more, but finally they were, kind of seemed done, and God just rose up in me, and all of a sudden came me words. He's like, start praying. Like, literally, I'm like hearing them. So, like, out of nowhere, it was literally the pastor didn't even say one word. It was all these women praying, and all of a sudden I just started laying it down. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> and... Um, like, it was like uh, God just gave me the words, and it, like, it didn't even really sound like myself. It sounded, like, so bold, right? You know, the, uh, God says the Holy Spirit will give you boldness. Like, that's, that's what it was, because the Holy Spirit inside of me just took over. Um, <laughs> once in a while when I was learning drums, actually, I, felt, I would feel like that. I'm like, what am I doing right now? I'm like, wow, that was cool. Like, I feel, I feel like, I, like I, the Holy Spirit will do all these things for you, right? Anyways, um, so I spoke, and it was mostly towards the men in their church, which I guess makes sense, because, but I, it wasn't me just coming up with that, but I have no idea what it was, but it was good. I prayed for a bit, and then they, they all stopped praying, and they were just 
like the majority of them were just bawling and just like like God wanted to do something there. God wanted their their husbands to get involved. So there was a spirit there that was tearing down the men and all the families. And uh, God wanted to do something to shake them up. What if I just drove to Edmonton and just thought about where I wanted to stop and what I wanted to eat on the way there, and that was it, right? That's most of our trips to Edmonton. So I'm not trying to knock anybody at all. That's me too, right? Like I say, like I'm learning from this message probably more than than a lot of us, but uh, it was amazing. Talked to the pastor. He was, it was quite a while back, so I didn't even think to like, hey, maybe we should make a connection sometime or anything. We just talked. He asked where I was from and all this, but I never went back there again. It's once in a while I thought, well, maybe I should stop in there and talk to him, but anyway, that was a long story. I have no idea how much time I have here. I'm just going to, actually, it's not a big deal because I'm on my last thing here. This is going to be, I just realized that. I'm not used to making notes, you know. Um, so this is the most powerful part of it right here. Everything we've been talking about hinges on this. This message is basically the gospel message. This message is salvation. Uh, it's the one that makes it all possible. Do you know who else we are as believers in Christ? We are in an unbreakable covenant with the one true God. A covenant is a relational binding promise between two parties. The Bible says that God actually cut a covenant with Abraham in Genesis 17. And Jesus is a descendant of Abraham through the line of Abraham and Isaac and David. And our Savior came through that line. And uh, it's just an amazing thing to think about um, when you think about, oh, I just I got saved and I accepted Jesus. You're, you're literally joining in covenant relation with God through Christ. You're uh, an adopted son of the Holy God, <laughs> and you're in covenant relationship with it, and it can't be broken. I'll exp- I, I'm pretty sure I got in here why. Uh, the new covenant is the promise that God makes with mankind that sin is forgiven, and communion is restored with those who believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died and rose again. His death on the cross is the basis of this promise. He defeated death by his resurrection and restored life to those who believe. He went to hell and got the keys back for you and me, is what he did. We, 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 think, we think sometimes when we, we, we think about him dying on the cross, and uh, he, he did. I mean, there's so much more to it. Uh, this, is, this is real stuff. This is no fairy tale, <laughs> right? He went to hell and he took the keys back. <laughs> and now we're in covenant relation with the Almighty God. I have to share this psalm. Um, and man, I don't know, like... I don't know if I can get through it without crying, really, but who cares? Like, um, I'm going to read it anyways. I was thinking earlier today that it mattered. I don't know. So it's, uh, it's, it's actually a, a picture um, in Psalm about a few things in here, but um, there's parts in it that talk about, uh, about Jesus and what he did on the cross. And remember, Psalm, I didn't do the figuring here, but... Psalm was written a lot, 
like a long time before Jesus went to the cross and fulfilled that promise, but I didn't write it down. I got it. Okay, so I, I'd encourage you guys actually to, to take this Psalm 22 and just break it down for yourself because it's going to take a bit to actually get everything out of this. You probably won't be able to get everything. Well, you definitely won't listen to it right now, but God will give you revelation in it. There's a lot of different places in the Bible where uh, the death and the resurrection the, or the crucifixion and the resurrection is, is explained in different ways. Um, and Hebrews is great for it. I mean, Hebrews is amazing. Me and Carlisle were actually talking about that the other day. Um, this is Psalm 22. Take out of it what you can right now. Um, just listen. Listen to it. Um, they call it a cry of anguish and a song of praise. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night I have no rest, yet you are holy. You are the enthroned upon the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and not a man. That there's actually, if you research it, it's like uh, a serpent. It's like God becoming, uh, Jesus becoming sin for you and me. A reproach of men and despised by the people. All who see me sneer at me. They separate with the lip. They wag the head saying, commit yourself to the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him because he delights in him. Yet you are he who brought me forth from the womb. You made me, you made me trust when upon my mother's breasts, upon you I was cast from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me as a ravening and strong roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my, bo all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a pot's herd. And my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and you lay me in the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. A band of evildoers has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look, they stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O oh Lord, are not far off. O oh, you may help, hasten to my assistance. 
Deliver my soul from the sword, my only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen you answered me. I will tell of your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear God the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All of you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised nor ahorted the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him for help, he heard from the... From you comes my praise in the great assembly. I shall pay my vows before those who fear him. The afflicted will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All of the families of the nations will worship you. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth will eat and worship. All those who go into the dust will bow before him. Even he who cannot keep his soul alive. Posterity will serve him. It will be a It will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has performed it. Amen. I believe that this is an unbreakable covenant because God the Father is the one covenant partner and Jesus is the other. I have to say that again. I wrote it way too fast. I believe that this covenant is unbreakable because God the Father is the one covenant partner and Jesus the Son is the other covenant partner. They're both without sin. How can this be broken? We come through Jesus. We are seen through Jesus. Amen. The Bible says we are joint heirs with Jesus, God's adopted children, blameless in the sight of the Father forever. That's winning. There's one more thing we have to do because I have to be obedient, and it doesn't, um, whatever happens with this is, is fine. Don't, like, it has nothing to do with me. It's just God, God wanted me to, to do this. I know we're a lot of believers. There's, if there's somebody in here right now who is not in covenant right now, like this with the Almighty, mighty, your Almighty Creator. Uh, before we do this last song, and there'll be an altar call here, I'll pass it to Tyson. And if there's anything that you need prayer for, you just wanna, you just wanna get up here to the altar. That's the thing sometimes, right? We, we just need to get up here sometimes in, the, in, in a closer presence. So, so come. But right now, um, this is an opportunity. If you are, if you are unsaved right now in this place, if you, if you think that. If God's pulling on, on your on your heart right now and you've just realized that you want to uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, um, this might be a bit of a stretch, but uh, we, we had um, Jericho got saved in camp two weeks ago, <laughs> and it was amazing, and uh, people are getting saved in this church and healed, and if, if something that I said, or not something that I said, but uh, the Holy Spirit's leading you to, I'm going to give you just a, a few seconds right now to get up out of your seat and have the confidence to come up here. This is an opportunity. Not everybody gets this opportunity to get saved this way. I got saved uh, sitting on my bed as a little kid, but um, come right now. Just stand up and come forward right now. Okay, so uh, I'm going to pass it over to Tyson here, and uh, let's sing the song. Would you stand with me as we 
prepare to sing this last song. It's a good word, Ed. There's quite a few things in there I've never heard quite put that way before. If there's anyone who's led by the Spirit's Ed, if you know him, he does what the Lord says. And we'd be wise to pattern our lives in that way. Lord, in this moment, what are you saying to us, God? Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.